come to you this morning thankful that we can gather together and Lord that this illness is leaving some of our folks and are able to return Lord we just lift each and every one up Lord you know their needs there's those who are still battling uh, illness that can't be here with us and Lord we just lift them up to you and ask that you would just uh, heal them Lord and just protect them Lord we lift up our prayer request uh, you know each and every one of those needs and circumstances and we ask that, that you just handle those and, and that each and every one of those people in those circumstances lean on you for understanding and guidance and deliverance. Uh, as we look at your word this morning, Lord, and the story of your birth, we just ask that each and every one be blessed. And as we go into this week and, and celebrate, celebrate Christmas, Lord, that we celebrate it for the right reason, and that was the gift of Jesus, the gift of salvation and redemption. These things I ask in Jesus' name, amen. This morning I want to uh, leave 2 Samuel. I'm, I'm bad about that, I know, but uh, I, I want to, as we approach Christmas this week, I, I just want us to read together uh, and be reminded of, of the birth of Jesus in, in Luke 1 and 2. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, last year, each day of, of December, I read a chapter of Luke on Facebook, and many, many out there enjoyed that. I enjoyed doing it, and and uh, I didn't get to do that this year because of sickness. But uh, <clears throat> I want to this morning. I want to revisit Luke one and two, and uh, and look at that together this morning. Luke chapter one. Inasmuch as many have taken hand. To set in order a narrative of those things which have been fulfilling, uh, fulfilled among us. Just as those whom from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word delivered them to us. It seemed good to me also having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first. To write to you an orderly account. Most excellent Theophilus. That you may know the certainty of those things in which you were instructed. Uh... Verse 5, there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias and of the division of Abijah. His wife was the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in years. So it was that while... Uh, so it was that while he was serving as priest before God in order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the, children, to the children 
and the disobedient to the wisdom of the, of the just, to make ready the people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in her years. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day of these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which uh, will be fulfilled in their own time. But behold, oh, excuse me. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he <coughs> lingered so long in the temple. But when he came out, he could not speak to them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple. For he beckoned to them and remained speechless. So it was as soon as the days of his service were completed that he departed to his own house. Now after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived. And she did, uh, she hid herself five months saying, Thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked upon me to take away my reproach among people. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And, all, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth... Your relative has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who, has, who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah, and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe lit, leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leapt in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. 
For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in uh, the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. As he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her house. Now Elizabeth, full time, came to her to be delivered, and she brought forth a son. When her neighbors and relatives heard how the Lord had shown great mercy to her, they rejoiced with her. So it was on the eighth day that they came to circumcise the child, and they would have called him by the name of his father, Zacharias. His mother answered and said, No, he shall be called John. But they said to her, There is no one among your relatives who is called by this name. So they made signs to his father, What would he have for him to be called? And he asked, for a writing tablet, and wrote, saying, His name is John. So they all marveled. Immediately his mouth was open and his tongue loosed, and he spoke, praising God. Then fear came on all who dwelt around them, and all the sayings were discussed throughout all the hill country of Judea. And all those who heard them kept them in their hearts, saying, What kind of child would this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. Now his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he was, has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, who have been since, uh, who have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers, and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham, to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest, for you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our God, which with the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to those who sit in darkness and to the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. So the child grew and became strong in spirit and was in deserts till the day of his manifestation to Israel. Chapter 2, as it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house uh, of the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the 
days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told to them concerning this child. And all of those who heard it marveled at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, and as it was told to them. You know, it's easy for us during this time of year to get wrapped up in the secular reason for this season. And I think it's, it's so, so important that not only do we remember, but we spread when we have the opportunity, the real reason for this season. The real reason for this season is that God sent us redemption. He sent us a Savior. He, he, he gifted us life that, that we did not deserve, that we did not have, apart from sending Jesus. Because of the fall, we were destined for, for hell. We could not match up or own up to the law. And, and we needed a sacrifice, a blood sacrifice, a perfect sacrifice. And so Jesus was sent into this world for us. He was sent into this world to conquer all sin, to conquer all illness, to conquer all evil. And he did just that. And, and it, it, he made a way for us to have everlasting life. And I, I, I hope and pray this season that as if you get together as families or, or whoever you get together with, that you take time and have prayer and worship and praise the Father for the real reason for this season. It's not about gifts. It's not about gifts. It's, it's about the gift that God gave us. It's easy for us, you know, we, 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 I was having a conversation with somebody very recently, and it's, it's our fleshly nature to, to, to get wrapped up in, in the world during this time of year, buying people things and, and doing things. And I, I'm not saying there's, you shouldn't do that. I, I know that's what, what we like to do, and it's, it's okay if it's in the right with the right attitude. But giving each other earthly gifts is not what this is about. 
at all. Open these scriptures with your families, your grandchildren, your whoever you may be with this, this, this season. And make sure that, that everybody that you know, that you have an impact on, reflects on Jesus. Not on that Christmas tree that's lit up in your living room or those lights that's on your house or those gifts that's under that Christmas tree. But, but on what this is truly about, and that is the greatest gift of all. And that was the gift of Jesus. As, as we get closer and closer to God's return, and as we grow greater and greater in our faith, that's the most important gift to us, isn't it? These things that we exchange at Christmas are just things. It's just stuff. Doesn't mean a hill of beans, does it? Some people think that that's how we show a token of our love. It's not. The real love that was shown to us was right here in Luke. That was true love. Handing somebody a Christmas present is not, it's, that's not love. This is love. The giving of Jesus to a dying people so that they may have everlasting life. And I just, wanted to, I just wanted us to reflect this morning on that and, and remind everybody that keep, keep, keep this season about what it is. And it's about celebrating Jesus. It's about celebrating the most perfect expression of love that ever could be expressed. I hope each and every one of you have a very blessed Christmas. I know we're, we're, we're all battling illness of some's the pandemic, some's other things. But <clears throat> I want you to know, I want you to know that the blood that was shed on that cross has the power to conquer all those illnesses, all those circumstances, anything that's going on in your life. The blood that was shed on Calvary because of this perfect sacrifice conquers all of that and has the power to conquer all that. So when you're in those circumstances and, and you're in the middle of those illnesses, the doctor that we should turn to is Christ. I'm not telling you not to go to a, a doctor here on earth or any of that. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying that we should petition heaven for his mercy. The mercy that was shown right here. The grace, the grace that was shown right here. To get us through all of our circumstances. And as we're going through those circumstances and come outside those circumstances, give God the glory for it all. Give God the glory for it all. Because we're, he has set us here to glorify him. He has set us here for us to glorify him in all things. That's good things, bad things. I'm going to tell you, it's tough to glorify him in, in the bad things. But he's working for our good. He's developing, he's bringing, he's teaching, he's guiding, he's assisting. He's, he's growing us for our own spiritual good. And we, sh we should learn to give him glory in all things.
from Felicia and I and the family, we love you. You don't know how much we love all each and every one of y'all. We we wish you a very very merry Christmas. Uh, I'm I'm so glad that everybody's getting better, and I can't even put into words how much y'all mean to us. But uh, we love you. If there's anything we can do for you, uh, I've learned where all of you live now, uh, and I can get there if I need to go there. So um, it was a fun trip. It really was. It was a blessing to us. So if you need anything, let us know. Uh, those of you who still can't attend and not feeling well, all you have to do is pick up the phone. We'll be glad to do anything that we can to, to help you and, and uh, take care of you. So let's bow our heads for prayer again. Heavenly Father, we just come to you and glorify you, Lord. We just thank you. Lord, words can't express how grateful we are for the gift of Jesus. As, as this world celebrates Christmas and Lord, most in the wrong way. I just ask that your people reflect on the true meaning of Christmas. Lord, it's not about handing each other a gift or the, the meals or anything. It, it, it truly is about the gift that you gave us for our salvation and redemption. And Lord, we just praise you and thank you for that. Lord, I just pray for each and every one that's represented here this morning and those that can't be. Lord, thank you for, for healing those that are able to come back this morning and, and be with us. Lord, those that are, there are those out there that are still recovering, Lord, and I just lift them up to you. You know each and every one in their need. And Lord, you are, you are more than willing and capable of, of healing each and every one of them. Whether it be illness or, or a circumstance in their life, Lord, it's it's... It's all been conquered on the cross. Lord, may they petition you and, and, and seek you for your deliverance and your guidance through all those circumstances. And Lord, may you touch and, and just grant healing to each and every one of them in whatever their circumstance is. Lord, I just pray for your protection over this church. I plead the blood of Jesus over it. Lord, the blood that was shed on Calvary that conquers everything. These things I ask in the name of Jesus. Amen.